1: Hey friends, and welcome to the Worth Your Time podcast. I'm your host, Erica Anderson. I'm a Christian freelance writer, mom of two littles, and I'm passionate about helping you live out your best and deepest faith in everyday life. On this podcast, you'll hear from inspiring women, moms, and ministry leaders, authors, and more. Those on mission for God with a message to inspire you in your Christian walk, wherever that may be. Each month, I send out interviews, tips, book reviews, and exclusive giveaways to my email list. If you'd like to receive these things, just head to my website, ericaanderson.com, and sign up my new book reason to return why women need the church and the church needs women comes out this january and i want you to be the first to know all the details enjoy the show Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Worth Your Time podcast. I'm your host, Erica Anderson, and I'm so excited today to be talking to Ann Wilson. She is a singer who is just kind of all over the place, exploding in popularity right now. Thank you so much for joining me today, Ann. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, I have to say, I found your music when I was looking for some songs about church. So I um, have a book coming out uh, in January about the church and women, and I thought it would be fun to create a soundtrack. And I was like, okay, I've got the one song—if um, you know the, the the song by Cochran and Company—that's like um, the ch- about the church, and I love yeah, that one. Yeah. And I was like, I need like more songs about church. There has to be some. So I start googling around, and then I find Sunday Sermon, your one of your songs. And I was like, I love this song. And so then I'm like on Pandora, listening to all of your music, and I'm like who is this person? I love this girl. I, I just I'm just gonna reach out and see if like she'll come on the podcast. And so I've been like listening to your music for a couple months now. And I'm so excited to be able to talk to you.
2: Oh, that's so sweet of you to say thank you. It's so good to be here. And it's great to talk to you.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. So, um, I know you're on tour. I saw you just started your tour. I'm sure it's like a whirlwind right now. Um, and you have shared your story many times, no doubt, but just in briefly, if you could tell us how this journey began, because you do not have like the typical, uh, story of growing up, wanting to be a singer. It kind of found you. And so I would love to hear just a little bit of the backstory of, of what brought you there.
2: Yeah, so um, yeah, I I don't have a typical story for sure. I I grew up wanting to be an astronaut and work for NASA. And it was like a passion I had since I was a really little girl. And um, I just, I kind of had a love for space from like the moment I can remember. And I knew that I wanted to do something um, in that regard. Um, And then my, my brother passed away in 2017, my older brother, Jacob, he was 23 years old. And when he passed away, Everything shifted in my life. My perspective shifted. My, you know, just everything was like, what is, like, what just happened? And, like, my, my whole focus became heaven. And how can I glorify God while I'm on the earth with the time I have left? How can I bring people to Jesus? And so one of the ways that I kind of processed my grief was by sitting at the piano and worshiping the Lord. And um, I had never sang in front of anyone up until that point. And my my mom comes in the room and she overhears me singing What a Beautiful Name by Hillsong. And um, she's like, Ann, we didn't know you could sing. And I'm like, Mom, I don't sing, like I'm just worshiping the Lord. And so she asked me if I could sing at the funeral, and I prayed about it, and I felt like that was what God wanted me to do. So I sang at my brother's funeral for the first time in room anyone. And that was that was what started everything. From that moment of saying yes to God, God opened so many doors and got me to where I am today. So,
1: well, I have to say, I was kind of, you know, I was poking around on your Instagram profile and then I ended up on your sister's Instagram page and she had posted a video of you singing, I think, in that year. And you look wow. so young in that video. I know, I know it was, know. Uh, you know, a good five, six years ago. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you can just hear that natural talent. Not that you need to, me to tell you that, but it's just so clear that you have this beautiful gift, especially, you know, if you had not had singing lessons and you hadn't even actually realized that that was something that you were so talented at. Um, so that's kind of amazing how God brought you to that. Now, what was the progression after that? So you sang at the (laughs) funeral and I'm sure that everyone was probably like, Whoa, we had no idea. Um, what was the next step? Yeah. So, um, then I, all
2: my friends and family asked me to sing at the, fu- or to to make a video of what I did at the funeral, so um, we put together like a YouTube video with a friend of mine, a videographer, and we just made kind of like a cover video of "What a Beautiful Name" in our own way. Posted it to YouTube in the fall of 2017, and that video what went, went somewhat viral, and that's kind of how the attention of my previous manager in Nashville. Kind of found me, and they were like, "Oh, who is this girl?" And so, then I went and met with people in Nashville and um, started working with um, a group of people that kind of developed me and got me into writing rooms. And I got to go to co-writes in Nashville and do the whole thing and, and get involved in the music industry. So that was kind of what led me there. Um, and that process was probably about two and a half years. And then I signed a record deal with Capitol Records in um, the fall of 2019. So. It was a total, I guess, of two years from the moment after my brother passed away. Um, you know, putting that video out, to then being able to um, sign a record deal two years later. So,
1: wow, that's amazing. T- tell us a, a few things about your brother. What, what what did you love about him?
2: Yeah, Jacob was amazing. Um, he he was such a good friend and such a big encourager. And Jacob really valued um, just the little things in life and like the simple things and and loving people well and and being there for people and um he had a heart that was so pure and kind and I think that's something that I always strive to have is he always had this perspective of like we aren't to judge people we aren't to talk bad about people because we have no idea what they're going through in their own personal life and that's something that like I really want to have within my heart as I continue to grow and, and get older and um but he he was amazing and I, I know that he is with Jesus and I know that he's looking down on me and I know that he's with me. I can feel him all the time. And, um, I'm so grateful for that because I can't imagine him not knowing the Lord and how much of a different like grief cycle that would look like mm-hmm. and what that would be. So,
1: um, I'm really grateful that he's with the Lord. That's yeah. That's amazing. My son's name is Jacob. So I, I noticed oh, that.
2: Sweet.
1: Yeah. I noticed that when I was looking at your stuff, that that was his name. Um, You know, I think that's interesting how you said, you know, not that you're not still interested in NASA and astronauts, but, you know, to have a tragedy like that happen to you at such a young age isn't, isn't common. Like a lot of people don't experience things like that. And as tragic as it was, though, it does give you this like very um, mature perspective that a lot of people don't have until much later in life because they don't have to, they don't have to think about it. But that eternal perspective, which you know our lives are like, they're so short. It's it's crazy how short they are, and I just love that. That is really the moment that your brain was like, "Well, like, what am I doing that's going to be have a lasting impact that is beyond this world?" And um, in a way, I mean, I know that you would never, you know, want that to happen, but it gives you this gift in a way of being able to see the world in in a way that. A lot of people don't.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. And I'm I'm really grateful for that perspective perspective shift. Like, that's I wouldn't have been able to have that if my brother hadn't passed away. And you know, I wouldn't have probably appreciated the value of life as much on Earth if, if that hadn't happened.
1: Yeah. So, are you also the writer of your songs?
2: Yeah, um, I write. I always do co writes with people. I, okay started writing after my brother passed away and it's a beautiful way to just get your thoughts out and and process things and um but I love co-writing I love having the different perspectives in the room with me um and yeah I, I love I love that but I I'm the kind of artist who I gotta be involved in my songs like I can't imagine not having my hand in a song you know like I have such a specific type of music that I like and such a specific type of production and style. And so I'm very involved in the songwriting process and and making sure that these songs are like exactly what, um, I want them to be. And some of my favorites are like Matthew West and Jeff Cardo. We write together all the time. And, um, yeah, I just love, I love co-writing. It's so much fun.
1: What, what does it look like to co-write? Do you get together? Do you, um, you know, kind of do your own thing and then come back together? How does that work?
2: Yeah. We're all, we're all in the same room together at the same time. And we, um, you know, I'll come in with a concept or a title or the other writers will too. And let's kind of brainstorm and kind of just write about whatever we feel like is on our hearts that day. And, um, and then we'll, we'll produce like a little track at the end of the day, the producer will put together something and I'll sing the vocal the same day. And then it's kind of we call it a demo, and then that's kind of what you send to whoever to decide on what you want to do with the song. So it's mm. kind of a fun process. It's just like you spend know, the day with your favorite people. So
1: yeah, I you know I long ago I didn't realize that you know singers didn't always write their own songs, and I agree with you that it would be strange to just have be given a song and just yeah. be like, okay, I'm going to sing this song that someone else wrote. As a creative person myself and as a writer, I'm like, I feel like I would. I would need to be a part of that process as well for it to be as meaningful um, as when I sang it and performed it as it needed to be. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so tell me about Sunday Sermon. I have to ask about the origins of that one and where you came up with it.
2: Yeah, so um, I was working on some stuff, and um, that title kind of came to my mind, like Sunday Sermons, and thinking about um, just how – I grew up in church my whole life. My parents were really involved in church and, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday school, Wednesday night, whatever. Like it was something we did. And I never really liked going to church growing up. I just kind of felt like it was something that we were supposed to do and I didn't enjoy it. And, um, it was like, okay, let's check this off our list and let's go back to our lives. And, um, and then I met Jesus in seventh grade and that's what changed everything for me is I experienced his presence for the first time. I felt his love. I, knew with everything in me that, that I wanted to have a relationship with the Lord. And until that moment, everything was just kind of like, well, we'll go to church, you know, just to, just to do it. And, um, that was just my own perspective. Like my parents, you know, obviously loved the Lord, but, um, and then I met Jesus, everything changed. And then I started realizing like, were all those, were all those Sunday sermons wasted? Were all those church services wasted? And I felt like the Lord was speaking that all of those were planting seeds in my heart and building this firm foundation so that when I did accept the Lord in seventh grade, I had this foundation of knowledge of his word, of mm-hmm. all these things that I learned growing up in church and these these things that I um, didn't even realize had built me this huge foundation in Jesus. So I was like, you know, I feel like that could be a song that would reach people in this whole concept of a lot of people grow up in church. A lot of people grow up in church for their lives and don't meet the Lord until their forties or fifties or whatever. Um, but the Lord doesn't waste those church services, the Sunday sermons. He's building in us a foundation of knowledge and truth. And, um, I just love, I love the tagline "The devil's going to try and take me out of that church, but you can't take the church out of me. Mm-hmm. I love that because I think, especially in the world, like the enemy does whatever he can to get us out of the church, to get us out, um, of that community but that we can't can't take that out of us and i think there's even for people who maybe haven't accepted the lord as their savior there's something in them there's a little church in them from growing up that they have within
1: them okay your explanation of the song now makes me love it 10 times more i love that so much yeah. and it really resonates with me and i know you weren't thinking this way because you're young and you don't have kids yet, but, um, I don't think you have kids. Do you? <laughs> no. Okay. I was like, I don't think I missed that. Um, but I am, you know, raising my kids now. I have a four-year-old and a six-year-old and you know, it's, it's like, you know, we're taking them to church. I'm reading the Bible with them and I'm going, is this doing anything? Like, are they getting it? Um, Absolutely. and I kind of had this realization the other day. I, I saw something on Instagram that was like, your kids are getting to know God right now so that they can at some point choose him. Like you can't, obviously I'm not trying to force it on them. um, But what you're saying is very encouraging that like you spent all those years learning and going to church and you didn't really want to go and all of that. But having that base of knowledge and all of that stuff that you learned, almost like it sparked to life. I'm sure when you accepted Jesus. And so That's very encouraging to me as a mom, like thinking about the, the way that this might work in my kids' lives too. Yeah.
2: I love that. That's so true.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, Okay. So then, um, okay. I'm going to ask you about two more songs. So, okay. So something about the name of Jesus. That's another one. I love that. I love the melody. Tell me about that one. Yeah. That's
2: one of my favorite songs. Um, I wrote that song. that title was, was written, um, in COVID, like March, 2020, I was at my farm in Kentucky. And, um, we just, when I say we, me and the Lord were just having this time. And, um, I just was just kind of reflecting on the whole concept of the name of Jesus, like what it holds, how we can speak it over things, how we can declare it over things, how we can hold it within our hearts. And I felt like there was just something so powerful about that line, something about the name of Jesus. Um, The song's called Something About That Name. And um, so I wrote the song, and it was just like, the the day we wrote it was so insane. Like, we were weeping and crying, and we knew that that song was just so set apart and special. It's one of my favorite songs. And um, I, I really, one of the stories that kind of got me was the story in Matthew, where a woman is trying to be healed And uh, she's doing everything she can to like touch Jesus or to get close to him or to have him pray over her. And she touches a tiny piece of his garment. And by doing that, she's completely and totally healed. And I remember reading that in, in 2020, like at the grave. And I'm like, if someone can touch his garment and be fully healed, then I can only imagine the power that's in his name, that when we speak his name, there's so much power in it. There's so much life in it. So that's how that song came about. And uh, it's been so beautiful to see how people have resonated with it and how people love it.
1: It, Yeah, I've definitely played it over and over again. It's such a good one. And I will say, like.
0: This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership at Bow. We believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman? Serve in the workplace? Or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills.
1: I just, I don't feel like there's a lot of like just individual artists that I'm drawn to these days. You know, like I hear stuff on the radio, I never go out and like search for them later. And so I, I just, I found it very special, you know, that your music really spoke to me in in a way that I, I'm just, I'm I haven't had in like forever. And so it's been really cool. Okay. Last, last song, uh, mamas. I loved that one. So tell me about that one.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's such a good song. Um, I, I know it's my own song, but I'm like, I love it so much. It is a good song. <laughs> I, uh, my mom is like my best friend, and uh, she is, I mean, she's just such an incredible mom. And I wanted to write a song for her, but I also have a heart for people who don't have a mom. I've watched mm-hmm. a lot of friends of mine, a lot of people around me either have a horrible mom, a mom that's not involved in their life, a mom that passed away, they don't, you know, they were adopted, they're in foster care. And I'm like, I have such a heart for those that don't have that in their lives. And so when I was writing this song, I was writing it from the perspective of like a mom or any mother figure in your life, whether that's your grandmother or, you know, an aunt that has been that for you or whoever. You and that this song would just reach people, you know, no matter what their personal walk is with their mom. So for me, I wrote it for my mom. Um, and then we had Hillary Scott feature on it, which was so amazing. She's, I love her so much. I grew Mm -hmm. up listening to Lady A
1: yeah,
2: and, um, just love her music, but she is a mom of three kids, three little girls. So her perspective was for her daughters. So it was a cool thing of like, I'm not married yet. I don't have kids. So this is for my mom. And then she was singing that for her daughters. Oh,
1: that is so cool. It's just
2: been great. And we've seen so many people react with it at like people who, you know, don't, don't have a mom, their mom passed away or their mom's not in their life or whatever. Um, I've just, it just, I I knew that it was going to be a song that impact people, but I had no clues and do what it's done. So it's such a special song and I love it.
1: Okay. I got to ask you about your mom. So, um, you know, being a mom and trying to figure things out, um, what are some things that you think your mom did right growing up that you that made her now be your best friend?
2: Um, you know, we just recently became best friends. And I think that's a good thing. My mom, my whole life, I'm, I just turned 20. My mom, my whole life so far has been like, you know, you know, disciplining me obviously cause I'm like a little girl and I moved out about two and a half years ago. And, um, that's kind of when our relationship shifted to become friends. And what I love about my mom is that she laid this really good foundation of like healthy respect for her. And, um, that I think sometimes if you become friends, and I'm not a mom yet, so I'm just speaking from what I've seen from the child perspective, but when you become friends with your kids at too young of an age, it's not a healthy thing. It's like keeping that I'm your mom mentality until you get to a certain age. And it's been so much fun because like, I still have such a healthy respect for my mom, even though I'm out on my own, but we're such good friends now. And so when we're together, it's like we just – it's just like, she's my best friend. Like we do everything together for shopping or whatever it is. And it's like, she did such a good job at kind of building that. But my mom did a really good job at um, raising me in the Lord and his love. And every night before bed, when I was a little girl, she would say to me, she would say, and I love you so much more than you could ever fathom, but God loves you way more. And I love that. It's like, I knew that she loved me, but I also knew that like, God actually loves me more than my parents love me. And mm. that's. That's, you know, I think just that speaks volume so much. So Mm. she did a really good job at raising me in like the love of the Lord and, and walking in his ways and, and being patient. Like you said earlier, not pushing her beliefs on me, but kind of being like, Hey, this is who I believe in. This is God. This is his love. And then I had to make that decision for myself.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love what she says to you. One of the things I say to my kids right now is I, you know, I'll say like, I love you no matter what you do, you know, whatever choice you make, there's nothing you can do to make me stop loving you. But I think I might add what your mom was saying. (laughs) I'll switch it up one one night, one night. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay. So tell me a little bit about like, what's it been like? I feel like, I don't know how quickly this journey has gone for you in terms of like, you know, people recognizing you and you know, you be starting to be famous and all of that. What does that felt like? Is it weird? Do you like it? Yeah. I really don't think
2: of it as like fame. Like it's just, it's, it's actually very weird thinking about it because I, it's so much fun. Like I love getting to go out on stage every night. And then it's like, I love just my normal life too. Like there's such a shift. Is like, it's hard to live in that all the time. And it's like, I'm at heart just a girl from Kentucky who like loves Jesus so much and wants to share his love. And um, I'm also like very into just, you know, family time and the simple things in life and going to my farm in Kentucky. And so I think there's like a really healthy balance between the two. But um, I think what gets me the most is when I see little girls like screaming for like their heads off when I come Aww. on stage for, like, wanting a picture or whatever. It's like, I remember when I was a little girl and I looked up to women in Christian music and I like, I mean, I would hang on every word they said and I would follow them and, you know, whatever, like their posts. And like, I remember Lauren Daigle was very influential for me like, from about 11 years old to 14 years old. And I just loved her so much. And so now that little girls look up to me that way, that's insane to me. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's been a whirlwind for sure. It's been um, a shift in life. I just knew, well, I guess last April, my song, My Jesus came out for the first time, my first ever song. So in a year, it's been like drastically different life. Uh, everything's changed. And I think there's been challenges to that. But There's also been a lot of beauty of like, I'm moving on to a new chapter in my life, which has been really fun. Um, it's so much fun getting to be on the road and um, being able to meet people and love on people and share the word with them. And, and then I think just being able to see that God used my story of tragedy to bring mm-hmm life to other people that's it's just like it blows my mind so um definitely Mm -hmm. is a lot but it's so much fun and i just love i love every aspect of it and i i really don't try to i really don't think of myself like any different i'm like this is just god's done this i'm just the same you know like um and so i think that's it's a good perspective to have because it can for sure you know the enemy is very very smart in that way of trying to get you to have pride and to kind of set these.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Set these, you know, perspectives up in your head that aren't correct. And so I think having that constant perspective of, and I always say this every day, I'm like, God, you can take this away from me tomorrow and I'll be totally fine. Like I'm Mm -hmm. not here for fame. I'm not here for um, anything. I'm literally just here because I want to serve you and and be your child. So I think that perspective is really important to have.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we all need to have that perspective regardless of what we're doing. Yeah. And it yep. is hard. It is hard to have sometimes, but it's important yeah. to remember. Um, so, who is? Is there anyone that you would love to tour with, or or maybe you've already done it that you would love to sing with?
2: I love Zach Williams. Uh, I got to tour with him all spring and and during Christmas time. That was so fun. He's one of my favorite artists. Um, and I, man, I don't know. People always ask me, and I'm like, I feel like I'm just so grateful to be able to tour with <laughs> anyone right now. But um, I. I don't know. I I mean, I think, like, a Hillsong United could be cool. Um, Something like that could be really fun. I I love Lauren Daigle. We're very different Mm -hmm. styles, but I think that would be, like, a dream. Have you met her? I have, yes. Yeah. She's so sweet.
1: She seems super sweet. She seems, like, just, like, super, like, down-to-earth and, like, would be very easy to talk to type of person.
2: (laughs) Yeah, she definitely is. So... Uh, but I don't know. We'll see where the Lord's going to take me. And um, I, there's a lot coming up this fall and then next year that uh, I'll be able to share when I'm, you know, allowed to. But um, I think it'll just be—it'll be so cool to see what God's going to do. And I'm just kind of like whoever, whatever tours come my way, you know, we'll just kind of go. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you do you consider yourself kind of in the country genre?
2: A little bit. Um, I would say my music definitely crosses over. My goal is to reach the world for Jesus, so um, the Lord's definitely opened some pretty big doors in the country space, and I think that's a sign from Him to definitely have something, pursue something in that direction, but uh, but I'm not, I never want to leave Christian music because it's yeah. just my heart for the yeah. Lord. So.
1: Um, Are you a country music fan? Did you grow up listening to it?
2: Yes, I did. I grew up listening to Johnny Cash and Dolly Parton. Yes. Um, yes. Old country, new country, just all, all of it.
1: I am the exact same way. I love, I love it all. I saw Dirk Bentley last weekend and he puts on a great show. <laughs> He's awesome. Um, okay. Just a couple more questions. Um, what, when you're songwriting, how do you get into a creative process? How do you get yourself into that headspace of, of writing?
2: Um, for me, normally I just, um, I kind of just try to set the tone as best as I can for the day, go into the day with, some concepts and titles. And uh, normally I turn off my phone and just kind of disconnect from the world and try to be very present in, in the writing room and focusing on what we're writing that day. And um, Every day is different, but for the most part, for me, it's just about focus and getting all the distractions away and making sure i spent time with the Lord that day and making sure I'm, I'm being able to pour my heart out into these songs and into writing them.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, do you have any goals? Do you have anything that you're looking to do or just kind of taking it day by day?
2: Um, day by day for sure. But I, I really want to, uh, I really would love to do a feature. Um, like I would love to do something in the country space where it's, I'm able to take one of my songs, all of them are obviously Christian and release it into the country space. Um, yeah. And just want, I think it would be really cool to see how the hearts of people who listen to country music that don't know God will be able to come to know the Lord through my songs. And I think that's kind of a goal of mine is reaching people, like I said earlier, the world for Jesus. And for me, that is kind of in the country space. And so I'd love to do something there and um, encourage people in that space and love on people there.
1: Yeah. You don't see that happen super often. It's kind of, I've seen it, you know, a few times, but um, you're right. That could have such a big impact when it's just playing like, on all the radio stations and people just sort of get those lyrics ingrained in their mind and they start thinking yeah. about what are we really talking about here? That that's amazing. Absolutely. Okay. And are you a reader or a podcast listener? Anything like that? I am both. Yeah. Okay. Well I just love to ask people if they have any recent reading recommendations and let us know what kind of podcasts you like. If you have any suggestions. Yes. I just, um, read I just finished
2: reading anonymous. Um, I think it's a Alicia Britt. Nicole or something, Nicole. I can't remember her name, but um, an incredible book. It talks about Jesus's hidden years and mm. um, and kind of the years from birth until thirty three, until he came out to the world. You know, and um, it's a really beautiful book about just a really deep spiritual book. So I definitely recommend that. And then I listen to the She Reads Truth podcast because I do oh yeah, like women's Bible study. I do it every week or monthly or however often it is, and. Um, they have a podcast they release like every Sunday or Monday that will kind of prep you for the week. So that's more of a specific podcast, but I just love listening to that one and um, I love their Bible studies. so
1: yeah, they're awesome. I've had the chance to talk with one of them on the phone um for something I was writing one time, but i have I've gotten their Bibles for a couple people because they're just they're so pretty, and they're so. They're so on point, like they don't steer They're their scripture and they're not getting away from scripture. And I yeah. think we need more of that these days. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, Ann, well, it has been awesome to talk with you. I was so excited when I heard from your um, a PR person yesterday. I was like, tomorrow? Okay, okay, we'll make it happen. So um, I, I just looked at your tour schedule and I was like, is she coming here? And you're not, I'm in, in Indianapolis, so I'm not too far okay. from Kentucky. Yeah. But I'm going to keep an eye out to see if you do come. Yeah, um, absolutely. I'd (laughs) love to meet you. Yes. Yes, that would be so great. But I see you're doing the fair tours and all of that fun stuff, and those are the best. So um, I hope that you have a great tour. I'm going to keep an eye out for all your music. And just thank you so much for your time. I know you're very busy um, just moving from city to city. And um, you're you're a great encouragement to me today. So I appreciate it. Thank you. It's so nice to meet you. Thanks for having me on here.